I'm Kate Daniels. Oh, this time of year, as we can feel the energy percolating, feel the various holidays beckoning, it's all so very exciting. And right in the midst of it is this wonderful annual event, the Great Figgy Pudding Caroling Competition. Yes, it is time to think and to plan for this. And it's very important beneficiary, the Pike Market Senior Center and Food Bank. So with us this morning are the head figlet, Zoe Freeman, and Deputy Director, Mason Lowe. Zoe Freeman and Mason Lowe, so great to have both of you here with us this morning. Thank you for coming in. And thank you, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Great to have you back, Zoe. Mason, wonderful to welcome you here. Anything that we can do that uh, is tied to the Pike Center? No, help me out. Pike Market Senior Center and See, Food Bank. Yes. See, it's a, a mouthful, but very important. And associated with that, getting into this time of year, is the figgy pudding caroling competition that's coming yes. up really, really quickly, right? That's our big annual fundraiser. We yes. produce a destination event for everyone in the area and a very important fundraiser. So these two are so intricately related to each other because the being a fundraiser, lots of fun, a fundraiser to really support the work of what the Pike Market Senior Center does all year long, right? Right. We have two free meals a day for anyone that's over 55. We have wonderful activities. We have a food bank that anyone can visit, and we just do our best to serve the downtown neighborhood. So... I kind of remember from past conversations that the food bank in part, and, and of course the kitchen that supplies these wonderful meals, is in part produce and foods that come from the market, but not everything can be do uh, really done with that. There's probably some purchasing that has to go on. We do. We, we are as efficient as we can be, and we have partners in the market who will donate uh, produce and other, other wonderful items. We get some lovely fish from the fish guys who throw the, the salmon around. But um, we have really high nutritional standards, and so we we purchase food to make sure that each meal um, provides excellent nutrition. And that uh, costs money. It, it does, absolutely. So that's why we're, you know, thinking in terms of fundraising here is because of the monies being r raised that we need to raise. And, and it really... You know, I'm just honing in on the piece of nutritious meals, how fundamentally important that is and how that's, in a way, a preventive measure, obviously, to to eat well. So we're not going to have health issues that need other kinds of intervention and have higher costs to them. Yeah, absolutely. And frankly, a lot of the members of the senior center don't have a lot of money and may not have the any health insurance. So if we can sustain them with two good meals a day, seven days a week. That's something That's something real. Absolutely. And seven days a week. Yes, every day. Incredible. And with the meals that you're serving to all these individuals, how many meals, would, how many people would be taking part in this? Oh, we could have anywhere between 90 and 120, 130 people on a busy day would come in for lunch. And we do breakfast as well, so you can double that. Yeah. And the people preparing these wonderful, healthy, nutritious meals, are they perhaps 
impart the clientele or not? It- we have a professional kitchen staff, so oh. we have high food safety standards, and we have a wonderful chef, Chef B, if you're listening, <laughs> shout out. But we've got a, a great kitchen staff who take care that everything we serve is safe and healthy and tastes good. I eat lunch at the senior center every day. Well, every Monday through Friday, I do. <laughs> yes. I love it. Zoe, do you have lunch there? I do have lunch there. We have very tasty meals. Mason mentioned Chef B. She's a long history in, in as a food professional, her own catering business. She uh, Mason mentioned the donated foods and the purchased foods. Brenda manages to fix very amazing menus uh, for very little money. And she's so talented. And she has she has two assistant uh, chefs also that work with her. That is so perfect. Has she been w- with the kitchen for quite a period of time? Well, she's with us for five years. Yeah. Well, okay. That's, that's a goodly chunk of time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that is all so wonderful to provide good meals, have a chef with assistant chefs there preparing all these delicious meals. It's heartening to think of that being available. And Mason, just to be clear about it, you were saying for anyone 55 and over because we're talking about the senior center. Yes. Okay. And people that are under 55 are welcome to visit the food bank, of course. So lots of opportunities to get good food, good meals. But still, you know, with all the donations that come in in terms of food, you were mentioning food has to still be bought to really supplement whatever's there. And part of it, Zoe, then let's mention how some of the big funds are raised. That's coming up, the opportunity to do that. Yes, the uh, our big annual fundraiser that is now in its 33rd year is the Great Figgy Pudding Caroling Competition taking place this year on Friday, December 6th in downtown Seattle, Westlake Park. A very important fundraiser to us, and we, our goal this year is to raise over $100,000. I work at the Senior Center. I do a whole lot more than I work with the fundraiser, but we want the fundraiser to be a contributor and to support the rest of our budget. We want to know that the fundraiser is strong and that we are able to be um, to help all of our programs at the senior center, and you know we do have this strong focus on nutrition. We kind of focus on nutrition and socialization at the senior center and at the food bank. We do have socialization that happens there also. the The shoppers get to know the staff and the volunteers, and when they they come to shop, they feel very much at home there. But yes, back to the event. We want it to always be healthy and successful. We want us to always raise more money so that we can help the needs and contribute to the the, the food, can contribute to how much food we can buy and to always improve our services. So your goal is $100,000 this or more. year. Or more. Yes, of course, of or more. Last year, I think what I read was that it was 90,000? It was 90,000, 91,000 last year. So, we would like to raise more than that this year. So, um, we're working very hard to grow the event and grow our fundraising. We every year we can expect that about 3 quarters of our teams um, return. Mm-hmm. They have a good time. They're loyal to the event. This year we are like to, we'd like to grow our um, team number. We feel that um, uh, that new teams bring um, 
uh, variety and spice to our event. Okay, <laughs> we we, we never yeah. we never want <laughs> to. That's something I that Mason uh, said to me, and I thought that was so cool. We want to always appreciate the returning teams, the oh, devoted yeah. teams, the teams that come back every year that are the heart and soul of the event. But this year especially, we're looking for new teams, and if people are listening. And they think, oh no, I, I can't do that because I can't sing, or we don't. Our group wouldn't sound good enough. Well, I say hogwash to that because <laughs> everyone can sing well enough to participate in figgy pudding. You can every all the all voices are welcome. All types of singers are welcome, and we um, you can get together with your friends and create a good sound, no matter who you are. And so we. We kind of want to dispel the idea that you have to have a certain sound mm-hmm. to participate in Figgy and really emphasize on what matters is heart and willingness to willingness to stand on a corner in maybe cold weather, maybe rain. It's a rain and shine event. And, um, and just sing your hearts out for a good cause. Exactly. Oh, yes. It is really one of the key events, the highlights of the season and maybe of the entire year to be able to come out because it's so much fun and festive. And yes, it really touches the heart. We think so. We hear people say all the time that this is their, this, that Figgy will launch their holiday season, that they, they start, although, of course, the stores have launched the holiday season <laughs> right after Halloween. But um, a lot of people say to us that um, this is the beginning of, of my holiday separation to come to Figgy Pudding. And this time, maybe if it's been a regular celebration, consider building a team with family or friends. And I think I read that it should be a minimum of five people. We like it to be a minimum of five. And that's because so we can hear you sing on the street. But also because it's a fundraiser, I'd like to stress here that 80% of uh, figgy fundraising, and we call that figlanthropy, 80% of figlanthropy is raised before Figgy Friday. So if you have um, five people raising money, that's more than if four people are raising money. So we feel that five is sort of the minimum number, and we help people understand how to raise that money from the time they register up until Figgy Friday. So teams right now are raising money, uh, even though the event isn't you know until the first Friday of December. So um, so yeah, five five people so we can see and hear you, and five people at least so you can have a good team of people raising money. Yes, and and we've established at least to a, a little bit of a degree the reason for the fundraising. The monies are so critically important; they make such an important impact in our community where we know that people are are really struggling for various reasons. And certainly when we get to the senior ages, it's gotten even more difficult, right? Yeah. You know, we serve a population of over 6,000 people who are predominantly very low income. At the senior center, um, over 40% of the clients are homeless. And that makes us a unique senior center, maybe anywhere. And... Um, Everything we do, all of our programming is built around the needs of our community. And if we have high needs, elders that are at our senior center, this is why we serve meals every day. And it's why we have four social workers on staff who can help people 
who are homeless find housing or people that are low income stay in their housing or find mm-hmm. um, health care, legal assistance. You know, it's tough out there. It is. Absolutely, without question. And we know that we live in an area where the cost of living is particularly high. So it adds another stressor. And if this has been home for decades or maybe a person's entire life, you're not going to be able to just uproot yourself and go somewhere where the cost of living isn't as high. Yeah, absolutely. We would love for people to stay and age in the communities that they created. You know, if if a neighborhood is desirable, it's because of the older generation that made it so. Yes, yes. And this is then a small way we can pay back for what they have done through their lifetime to create what we are enjoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, I have to say, working at the Senior Center and Food Bank is um, it's extremely rewarding to be able to help the people who have created this wonderful city over the last many decades. And um, if they need a little assistance to stay here in Seattle and stay here in the Puget Sound, you know, we're proud to do that. And obviously you are really committed to this because you were telling me earlier, Mason, that you've been with the Pike Place Senior Center and Food Bank Mm -hmm. for 10 years now. Yes, Yep, I started as a as a part time staff person. I was uh, actually I wasn't even on staff. I was a contract yes. bookkeeper. And I remember when I was reading about the uh, looking at the the job listing. It's like okay, it's a senior center that helps very low income people, and it's a food bank. I was like, ooh, I need a job. This sounds like it might be a little, it might be depressing. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. it could be it could be a tough place. And I remember walking in the first time I walked in into this big, beautiful, bright room, and it was nothing like what I thought it was going to be. It was it was a positive place. People were talking and being together. There was activities going on. The staff were talking with the members. The staff were talking with each other. It was, I loved it. You know, I haven't left. And we, I'm and not we going lo- anywhere. And we were delighted when you walked in and loved us. Yes. <laughs> and it's wonderful to hear how you've articulated that, Mason, because, you know, we do sometimes have stereotypes in our minds. So to be able to dispel that and get us to really see what a bright, happy, really functioning and healthy environment this is, isn't that what we will all want to be part of to help support this continuing into the future? Absolutely. Figgy's a good way to do it, too. Well, it is, isn't it, <laughs> it Zoe? Is. Because it is the big fundraiser. It's a huge fundraiser. I don't know if people... You know, of the listening audience, have they been to Figgy? Do they realize how really big the event is? It's a, yes, it's a huge destination event for a lot of people in Seattle, as I mentioned before. We see at least 10,000 people on the street who come to see the 40, approximately 40 caroling teams that we have placed around uh, the retail core of downtown Seattle. Um, the city thinks that we're important enough that we close. Pine Street from 7th to 4th. We close uh, 5th Avenue from Olive to Pike, and we just take over that area. We have a stage for this final sing-off. We have teams placed uh, all along that route. Folks can pick up a map and walk around and, and visit all the teams while they're singing. Um, so it's huge. It's huge in its uh, size and its footprint, and it's huge in its importance to 
the programs and services of the Pike Market Senior Center and Food Bank. Yes. We feel that working, those of us who work on Figgy, which actually everyone does a little bit at the Senior Center, we know that we're doing something really important and that we need to cherish and we need to help grow. And it's just so interwoven, the festive part of it and having fun and all the singing and the choral groups and they dress up. So it's just really magnetic in that way. And to realize we can have a lot of fun and raise money that's going to let some people who are maybe in lesser fortunate circumstances or maybe, you know, we find ourselves in similar circumstances, but still... You know, we see that we're community together. Well, you know, our guy Mason, who is here, you know, to my to my right, it's talking with us, coined an expression a few years ago that we love and I use all the time uh, as head figlet. Uh, Figgy's fun, Figgy helps. And I think that that sums up Figgy Pudding. Would you like to talk about Figgy's fun, Figgy helps? Well, we have... Our organization has a big, long name, and we do a lot of different things. And Figgy Pudding has an official name that's quite long, the Great Figgy Pudding Caroling Competition. It used to actually be longer than that. Yes. We shortened it to that. (laughs) But we are always looking for ways to get our message through because I think once people understand it, they like it. And Mm -hmm. so Figgy's fun, Figgy helps, was about as concise as we could get it. And it really does capture the essence of what is going on. It does. What it does. It does. Right? And it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Oh, we promise people, if they, if you haven't been to uh, listening audience, you out there, if you haven't been to Figgy Pudding before, really, we promise that you'll have the time of your life, one of the most magical festive nights of the holiday season. We promise that'll happen. Indeed. It took me, even though I've lived here a good many years, it took me a while to get to Figgy. And now I like it to be an annual event. Last year I had to be out of town. But I love to be there. I'm looking forward to this year. I hope it's kind of crisp out. Probably it will be, right? Because you can get out and walk around and everybody's in a good mood. And maybe we should while you're talking about this, makes me think that describe what it looks like. I mean, I talked a little bit about the caroling teams on the street. Could I talk about the schedule and how it flows? So if you plan to get yourselves downtown, uh, park your car or take the bus, even better take the bus because the parking is difficult. But arrive at 6 o'clock or arrive earlier at 5.30 maybe. And you can plan on the caroling teams starting to sing at 6.15 You'll stop by the information booth and pick up a a program and a map, and you'll get a map of where all the teams are placed along Pine and along Fifth Avenue, and you will uh, walk around and visit all the teams for one hour, 6.15 to 7.15. Then we stop the caroling on the street, and we start collecting everybody at the stage. We have a big stage, and that's where we do the sing-off. And if you know the name of the event... It's the Great Figgy Pudding Caroling Competition. So it's a competition. Well, how does that work? That works by we have judges who judge the teams who are either the best choral group or the most creative group. But a caroling team has to raise at least $1,000 to be judged. All of the caroling teams are competing for the People's Choice Award. Okay, so they're competing about who are the best singers, who are the funniest singers, and who the crowd likes the most. But before they compete for that, they compete for the Philanthropy Award, and that's the team that raises the most money. 
So on stage during this um, performance or this sing-off stage show, first you'll hear the top three winners in the philanthropy uh, competition, teams that have raised the most money. Then you'll hear the best choral singers. The judges will pick their top two teams in that category, as will the, the most creative judges. The judges are famous people who work we call them famous. They're well-known people in the nonprofit uh, world in Seattle working for arts organizations. We have the ballet represented. We have the art museum represented. We have other organizations represented. We have Seafair uh, represented. We have KEXP represented in the judging panels. We have two judging panels, the ones who judge best choral and most creative. So we get to the stage at 7.30. You get to see the philanthropy people singing. You get to watch the two top people in Best Choral, and then the judges choose the top winner. Same for Most Creative. And then if you're walking around, you'll notice that you get to vote for the People's Choice Award. And the the final decision on the People's Choice Award is by the human applause meter <laughs> uh, We have um, AJ and Heather uh, this year from Warm 106.9 on stage. We have Jim Dever from King Five Evening on stage, and so they lead the festivities on stage, and they lead the applause. And so the event ends at eight thirty. So you're there. It's like it washes over you. So pay attention as it's going on. So you arrive at six and be ready to to walk around and see your teams uh, singing. Then you rush to the stage and watch a one hour sing off, and that's figgy pudding. And as I said earlier, the Eighty percent of the money is raised before Figgy, but the very important twenty percent is raised the night of the event. So bring your cash card, bring your stuff, your pockets full of money, and there'll be ways that during that time to make a donation and do your part to help us raise money. So that twenty percent is very important. Absolutely, yes, because it might be what gets us. Over the 100000 It absolutely will be what gets us over the 100000 yes. Mason is our money person, so he oh, can yes, talk bookkeeper. about how that works. That's right. Are you still bookkeeper? I work with the bookkeeper. With, okay. Yes. So you're definitely quite conscious of the money part of it. Well, just with that background, you'd be really aware of how the monies work. Oh, we watch as donations come in online before the event, and we know how nervous we need to be on the night of the event. We'll give you an update later. We're always nervous, though, because this is a big part of our annual budget, and we have a lot of work to do. We are very efficient with every dollar we get. We spend just 65 cents in ingredients for the meals that we serve. We serve great meals, but we are able to leverage enough donated food that with just 65 cents worth of purchased ingredients, we serve excellent, excellent meals. And I think we've already mentioned, but to underscore the utter absolute importance, the value of having those healthy, nutritious meals so that we can do it, you know, kind of in a preventive stance to help people be healthy and not need to get into any kind of medical situations those may happen. But right. here, this is a good prevention. It's wonderful. It's a very efficient use of yes of the funds. And, you know, we work with a dietitian, so we are certain that our meals are healthy. We don't just guess. And I also think, it, just a plug for wanting to make the donations. Yes, you know, Zoe is here to get us to make up coral teams, and that would be 
and is a great thing to do. Yes. And if we can't, though, really think about donating because this is where we can really make our dollars stretch and count. If you can provide a healthy meal for 65 cents, think, you know, what our donation of 50, $100 can do to how many hungry people can be fed. Absolutely. Right. And if you wanted to, you could go to figgypudding.org right now and you will find a button on that webpage that will allow you to make a donation in the name of Figgy Pudding to the Senior Center and Food Bank. Great thing. Why wait? You That's can do right. it. That's right. right. This morning. Yes. And absolutely. I think I was I'm sitting here thinking that I don't think our food bank operates on just donated foods either, isn't oh, no. there? No. There's a purchase, there's a isn't there a budget? Oh yes. For the food bank. So people get the impression, I believe, that food banks work just on you go to the grocery store and you drop food into a barrel and then that goes delivered to your local food bank. But I think we need money there also to buy food. Certainly. And let's still really pitch this about wanting to have more choral groups. Okay. I'm- I'll be happy to pitch that. Okay. All right. So as we said earlier, like new groups, they add a freshness to the event. It's exciting to meet new people. And then they can raise more money, right? We know that we put on a sensationally fun event, but really, you know, it's about the money. And I had to say that. But the new groups add that new flavor. And people might wonder, well, okay, so I want to do a team, but how does it work? How do I raise money? How This seems like a huge task. One, I have to find people to sing with me. And it doesn't matter how you sound. I want to emphasize that. You're going to sound terrific. Then you say, well, okay, how do I raise this money? How do I do this? Well, we help you. We give each team has their own little website page with uh, the product that we use. So each team has their own URL with their name in it. And we set up a page. You can do it yourself or we help you. And so you run around and you give all your friends your URL address and you email it to everyone you know and you put it in social media, you put it on your Facebook page. And, you know, if you're a little bit timid about asking people for money, and that's common, it's hard to ask people Mm -hmm. for money, even though you're asking for money, you know, for an organization that is so sound and well thought of, but sending a URL out, putting it in your social media is a really pretty easy way to do that. And so we help you with that and we give you ideas. So, you know, you gather your friends, you register, you pay $65 between now and the end of October and then $75 during November. You send your registration. I contact you and I welcome you and I send you tools, information and tools to uh, help you understand the event and how to raise the money. You set up your fundraising page and then you just raise money. Now, you know, people are generous. People... People want to help. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to help their neighbor in need, but they don't know how. And Figgy Pudding gives people a fun, easy way to make a donation. So your team will be collecting this money over the next month and, and week if you register now. And it's really easy. I have to say, I recently did a fundraiser for us on on Facebook. And all I did was, you know, that birthday fundraiser thing that they do. You know, I said, well, I'm just going to try this. And my goal was $300. And without any effort, I did not have to ask anyone personally. I did not have to do anything but press a button on Facebook. And I raised over $500. I mean, because because people are generous. People are concerned. People know that their neighbors need help, but they 
don't always know how to get that help to them. Well, you help us, and we help our neighbors in need. You support us, and then we support the people that you care about. Right. And as you said, Mason, what is your succinct phrase that's going to just underscore this all? Figgy's fun. Figgy helps. In a nutshell, there it is. This has been most wonderful. I am just so in awe of the work that you do, what is accomplished, giving us the opportunity to participate. So Seattle, greater Seattle, let's get out there and make this a big happening, reaching over $100,000 this year. And Kate, we are delighted with our sponsorship. We haven't said this yet, but Warm 106.9 is our one of our big, big sponsors. It's our only radio sponsor. You've been our sponsor for decades. And the fact that you give us this opportunity to come and talk to your audience is really precious to us. Well, trust me, it's also fun to meet with you each year and to hear more stories and to invite all of our listeners to come out there and be supporters as well. So thank you both, Mason and Zoe, for being here this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.